I spanked her diving back in and reveling in the moan she set free when I did. You're going to kill me, but I need you to repeat that. (laughs) So quiet. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Podcast. We have a lot to catch you up on before we get into quarterback sneak. It was rival weekend, our alma mater is going to a bowl game. I drank probably a whole vineyard's worth of wine this weekend, but before I get into everything, Sav, how are you doing? Yeah, you know when you drink so much wine that your lips are purple? Um, I took fully purple lip Thanksgiving pictures. I, I drank at least, at least by myself four bottles of wine, so... Yeah. Every time my cup was a little bit empty, it magically appeared. <laughs> Honestly, you got to do what you got to do to survive Thanksgiving with your families. So I hope that you all survived. Emily not only had to endure it with her family, but then with mine as well. So I don't know what kind of crazy person she is, but <laughs> that's what we did. It was a fun time. I know you have news that you want to share with us and you've had some movement in your life on the man front (laughs) so by all means I have two okay you guys remember the boy who wrote me the letter who addressed it dearest Emily this man so we're at a bar me Sab and our friend Ashley we just took shots I like we're we're feeling it and I see he texts me he texted me the first time in almost two months and he was like sorry my friend called and I was talking to him on the phone and I fell asleep (laughs) And I was like, that's why you didn't respond to me. And I was like, okay, I'm not a mean person, but with all the alcohol in my system, I was like, let me like wait until tomorrow to respond. And I was like, oh, I was like, I'm doing fine. And he was like, you can give me a little bit more than that. And I was like, you waited two months. But then, so we all know I'm a hockey girly, love hockey. So I follow people on Twitter that like are also (laughs) like Dallas, like hockey star, like hockey fan. (laughs) there's this guy so they're all in texas and i'm in georgia so i get off my plane and i see i have a dm from one of them so you live in georgia i said i sure do he said that sucks and i was like what do you mean he was like i hate that for me and then he was like i assumed you retweeting all my tweets for months wasn't just because you liked the tweets figured out what's why not see what's going on and i was like if i ever come to dallas i'll let you know he said i better be the first one to know and he says, maybe I got to make my way to Georgia. So we start talking about that. And then he goes and says, would you say you're a better cuddler than a tour guide? I say, no, I don't like, okay. And I laugh. So what time is it when this is happening? Because I think that that's important for the story. It's like 10 o'clock. Yeah. So he, like, what is that? What is that central? What's that, cent- what's that central time? Like eight? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're in different time zones. You are so bad at time zones. It really makes me chuckle. No, they're an hour behind us. So it would be nice. And then so I say, I was like, I don't, I do like cuddling. I said, I don't like cuddling. He was like, that's crushing. And I was like, I have bad hips. I hate it. He said, I have bad hips too. I said, our kids would have been screwed. Bad hips from the start. He says, I mean, we could still have some anyways, like at least practice if you want. (laughs) No, wait, we have to talk about. So how he sends me a picture. Yeah, yeah. So Emily's at my house and we're giggling about this. She sends me the picture. I send Seth the picture. This man sends her a nipple up 
mirror selfie shirtless and then just says if it matters and he because he was like I can fly to Georgia and I was like haha if my parents think to get awkward real fast I said plus waiting until I come to Dallas and add a little bit of flair he was like well how am I gonna wait that long hotels exist I could always get one of those so they they have a little Thanksgiving sex well no she doesn't fully know they flirt they're flirtatiously talking on Thanksgiving so that's that's my life update. So that's about it. Still in school. So can we please we can block his face out. But the screenshot of the message of his nips up mirror selfie that says, in case it matters, I was on the fucking floor. So I just randomly I'm not talking to Seth. I send him a picture of a man nips up mirror selfie. He said, what the fuck is this? What are you talking about? In case it matters. So funny. Yeah, so that's it. That's it on my end. So, all right. Well, I'm on my period, so nothing fun is happening for me. And my period was over a week early, which is disrespectful. That is disrespectful. I can't prepare. However, we are officially marked safe from the Thanksgiving baby announcements. With the arrival of the period, means that we have been marked safe from that whole shit show. It never ends. It's engagement season overlaps with edges and like the holiday season. You already know. Santa brought our gifts early like it's already like you can already know what the caption is happy for them but like it's predictable I need to be a bitch for a moment everyone this year did the same fucking thing they did the letter board and it's we're so thankful for our new addition to your family like fucking get creative get original okay I can't with the same letter board bullshit picture and what feels like a sepia toned photograph I just really can't do it it's too much. Not the sepia tone photograph. It's entirely too much. But we're over here. No child, no children yet. Loving no. our lives. No children. But I must say, there was a point where Sav was like, you have to fly to Dallas. And I was like, I'm not flying out for this man. I feel like it I would just do it for the it content. As like a tax write-off though. It would have been for content. And so can the government pay for that? Because that's what I'm thinking. This is our business and that would have been a business related trip. So it would have been a write-off, right? I think so. I would have made him pay for the ticket. <laughs> what a shame that I did live in Dallas, Texas for a year. And like, we could have really really yeah. up to that whole experience but I'll keep you guys updated if anything else happens you know holiday season is, is a crazy season I just think if a man wants to fly you out or fly to you you say yes you don't pay for it but you say yes I'm so awkward <laughs> I just I would make you and Seth like come here so we can all go out with each other. And Seth is going to be like, who the fuck is this person? This person has to buy three plane tickets instead of one. That's, he's got to have some deep pockets. I'm not doing that trip alone. <laughs> all right. Well, if you ever flown out for Dick, please let Emily know that it's fine. And you live to tell the, t- tell the tale. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> but... Sav, what have you been reading? Like, what have you been getting into? Okay, I just finished the best book. I read Tis the Season for Revenge. And everyone has said that this is like if Legally Blonde was a book, which, yes, it is like if Legally Blonde was a book, but it's better because the male main character is a slut. He is filthy. 
I would highly recommend. It's always the damn cartoon covers that get you the most. So I'm going to try and convince Emily that we should read it for the pod because it was incredible. And I think my all time. Okay. So I know that you love a car scene and a mirror scene. Yeah. For me, the most top tier scene in a book is a phone sex scene. I cannot get enough. And do we get it with this book? We sure fucking okay. do. I'm sold. So we can do it. I'm sold. It was so good. So would recommend Tis the Season for Revenge. Very cute. Very spicy. And then I read Quarterback Sneak last week, which we're going to talk about today. And I'm still chugging along on my From Blood and Ash series. So no update, really. I'm still just moving slowly along. Those, those books are thick. I can attest. Yeah. I'm reading like three books at a time right now because I'm always reading from Blood and Ash. And then I'll listen to an audiobook and then I'll read like whatever we're reading for the pod or like a cutesy little something on my Kindle. So it's a lot to keep track of in my mind. Currently, I'm all say, that's like superpower. I, I could never. Thank you so much. I feel powerful. What are you reading? So I finished American Roommate Experiment and it was truly one of the cutest books I have like ever read. I was like hardcore cheesing on the plane. It was really cute. She's a romance writer who is stuck and needs inspiration. Here comes this guy who's actually her roommate for like six weeks to come like help her on these dates. It was just really cheesy. And I realized that I just need a break from the cheesiness because I finished this book and I was waiting. I have to say nothing tests a father-daughter relationship more than your dad picking you up from the airport the day before a big holiday nothing does it took my dad an hour to find me and he said jesus christ how are you getting your phd you suck at directions and i was like aren't you so happy i'm home for thanksgiving and he was like you fucking live here so as i was waiting in his defense you do give (laughs) incredibly bad directions as someone who's also had to chase your ass around somewhere i can't agree with eli awful directions but as i was waiting i saw couples reuniting and i was like you know i don't need i was like i need a break from this cheesiness so now I'm reading my comfort books. I'm reading The Ritual by Chantel Tessier. <laughs> comfort book is The Fucking Ritual. Like, that is a crazy thing about you. And I have to say, the girlies that are Chantel Tessier fans, nobody told me that Riot makes an appearance in her other books that I have on my TBR. So. You have that- books on your TBR by Chantel that you haven't read yet? Yeah, I have Bones and then I have Sabotage. The hard copy. oh because sabotage just came out i was like why haven't you read that yet yeah so um we'll be reading them after my comfort book so that's it for me yeah i'm just gonna keep on chugging along i'm going on a cruise for christmas so 10 days with my mom grandma and husband which is a lot we've talked about my relationship with my family on this podcast um on a remote boat but i think it's gonna be great for my reading i'm gonna have to have so many books on the Kindle before we get on so I don't have to like download midway through I was gonna say gonna, I was like you're gonna bring like hard copies your Kindle yeah I think I'm gonna have to bring a couple hard copies I don't know I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to figure out what I'm doing 10 days that's a long cruise mm-hmm. I know you guys are going for 10 days it's a long time isn't it <laughs> yay I love the holidays because I love Christmas so much but it's so much family time and I'm like this is a lot for me see we do Hanukkah so ours is spaced out 
I I always forget that you do Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. But we do New Year's. That's like our biggest thing. It's like New Year's. But then we do Hanukkah. See, I don't love New Year's. It's my least favorite holiday. Yeah, I think now as like I've gotten older, like it might change if like I like have like a sniffing other and stuff. But now I like to be in my PJs at home. Yeah. Food, watch the countdown, watch football, not like the like the big parties and stuff. Yeah. We order Chinese food. And this year, so Miley Cyrus did her like thanks or oh my god, Thanksgiving. She did her New Year's Eve party last year. This year it's with Dolly. Last year was fucking so insane. good. And you could see in Miami that everyone was like fucked up. And that was my thing with pan to the crowd. It's like lights are on, no one's home. Everyone's fucked up. So I'm excited to watch that again this year. Yeah, I might watch that. Would recommend. So getting into quarterback sneak by Candy Steiner. Candy Steiner is an Amazon top five best-selling author and whiskey connoisseur, best known for her writing emotional roller coaster stories. She loves bringing flawed characters to life and writing about real, raw romance in all its forms. No two books are the same, and if you're a lover of angsty, emotional, and inspirational reads, she's your gal. Books by Steiner include a love, oh, a love letter to whiskey. I remember you being scarred from this. Okay, this cool scarred. This tracks. Um, books by Steiner include a love letter to whiskey, the wrong game, and the blind side. Today we will, we will be discussing Quarterback Sneak, which is the third book in the Red Zone Rival series, which starts with the blind side. I don't think there will ever be a book that messed with me emotionally as a love letter to whiskey did. And if you're going to read it, you have to get the five year anniversary special. Because it ends and you're just like, what the fuck? But the five-year anniversary special, you get like 200 more pages. So you get the ending explained. But I do think it is a book that everybody has to read. It is so beautifully written. It is truly an emotional roller coaster. But it's probably one of the best books I have ever, ever read. I remember you being very emotionally scarred. And then the blind side came out and I was like, oh, I think I'm going to read this. And you were like, no, <laughs> like you shouldn't. You're going to be absolutely taken aback. So that's why I held off on reading candy for so long. No, so you were emotionally triggered <laughs> by Love Letter to Whiskey. I was. And so I read all three of the books so far in this Red Rabbit. I read the first, the first catch, the blind side, and then I quarterback sneak. They're not as emotionally scarring as Love Letter to Whiskey, okay. but they still take you on an emotional roller coaster. Okay. And your favorite of the three is? Quarterback Sneak. Okay. All right. Now we're caught up. We can continue. I absolutely love the dedication for this week's book. To the ones who have been strangled by the dark hand of grief, who have found the strength to stand even with its heavy boot on your chest. To those who continue to live, even when it feels impossible, this one's for you. Hmm. That's a very good dedication, Candy. All right, so getting into this week's plot review, Holden Moore is the ultimate captain, driven, focused, and good. Not just a good athlete, but a good person too. And definitely good enough to break into the NFL and secure his dreams of playing professional football. He's never been distracted before until a new coach takes over and brings along his daughter, Julep. Not only is she around all the time during practice as a trainer, but she also moved into the house right across the street. Holden can't fight the temptation to stay away from Julep despite his coach's orders, especially when he sees her pole dancing in the large bay window across from his house. 
Ultimately, they win the standoff against Julep's dad, and we learn that Holden really does have what it takes to make it to the NFL, even after an injury. And these two, broken past and all, get the sweetest happy ending we could ever ask for. Some tropes include forbidden romance, sports romance, neighbors, and definitely a happily ever after. As I mentioned before, huge Candy Snyder fan. This book is one of my all-time favorites. It was so emotional raw that we have the character development, the romance, the friendships. They were just all so amazing. And I did cry multiple times throughout this book. Um, Holden is the blueprint. And I just love how he cares about his family, his teammates, and like Julep. That made me like him an instant favorite. He is just plays the perfect captain role. Like he literally loves his team and his teammates. I think that Julep is a badass and I love that like she pole dances to like work through her grief and she has like found that community through like pole dancing and I like really it like made me cry when Holden gardens to honor his sister I was like this is just so emotional but they have each found this like path to like help them with their grief the uncles were the cutest like probably some of my favorite side characters the fact that like he kept calling her Julep Lee her government name I was just completely done for with everything in this book. And I have three, like some of my favorite scenes. So they're at a party and they're like a little bit like tipsy. And he goes, stop trying to laugh me off and look at me when I tell you how enamorating you are. Julep goes, that is not even a word. And Holden goes, it is now. And it was made for you. And then um, they're talking about like her pole dancing. And she goes, well, too bad for you. I don't get on my knees for anyone other than my pole. And Holden like smirks and he's like, we'll see about that. And then I just thought that the scene, which is like really emotional is after her dad found out about them and he continued to text her every day and was like wanting her to know that like, he's not going anywhere. And so they're going to their state championship game. They're in the tunnel and she is just answering his text in person. And she was like, good luck cap. And she was, it was just such like a sweet convo. And I think those were like my three favorite scenes. Her calling him Cap was so cute. Like, I know that everyone called him Cap and, like, he was the captain, but I just thought it was, like, very adorable. It was very cute. Like, it was, like, like, they're, like, romantic. It was, like, cute, like, butterflies. Yes. I just, like, smirked a lot during this book. I was, like, looking at my Kindle grinning. It was so cute. Okay. I, and I just want to shrink Holden into, like, little mini size and I just want to put his little tiny body in my pocket and take him around with me. Like, that's how I felt. He was just, he was sunshine. I love a, she wasn't, Julep wasn't really like a full grump, but he was definitely the sunshine. And I love it when it's like kind of reversed, right? Like the man is the sunshine. I told Emily this earlier. I didn't highlight anything. I don't know what I was doing. I was too into the love story to pay attention to what I was supposed to be doing on my Kindle. However, something that I want to bring up is, and this may be unpopular, but I think Julep was so hard on herself about her sister's death and it wasn't warranted. And like, I don't know, the way that she talked about how her sister died, I was like, oh my God, this girl pushed her sister in front of a bus and like killed her. Like, that's what I was expecting to happen. But like, no sister just had a molly overdose because it was like laced with something bad and i just like i don't know think of all the times that we've done drugs and been fine you know what i'm saying like i just felt like she put a lot of unfair guilt on herself and it really affected like her day-to-day living operation yeah i 
truly felt so sad for her because she even talked about like how her mom like won't even talk to her like her mom didn't move with them when they made the move down to the school and when she got super drunk on the anniversary like she talked about how she like sang her sister happy birthday and like what would have been her sister's birthday and when she got really drunk at like what was like would have been her sister's 21st and she is like apologizing to like apologizing to Holden and he's just like holding her and it's like letting her cry and like reassuring her that like it is not her fault and like she has like never felt safe enough for somebody to like open up like she was just holding all this grief inside walking on her tiptoes in front of her dad that like it was just eating her up and I I just felt so bad for her and I felt bad for her too but like who in her life made her feel that way and it could have been the mom I don't know it just feels really unfair to blame her for what happened like it it really wasn't her fault at all. Like, no, like she didn't shove the molly down her sister's throat. No, truly. Think of all the times that we have done drugs because we were young and stupid and we were fine. And the mom, even at the end, is like, Your dad and I used to do Coke in the 80s. Everyone did Coke in the 80s. Like, it was all fine. And now we laugh about it. Like, this shouldn't have been, this shouldn't have ended the way that it did. And it's not your fault. And I wish that her mom had this conversation with her sooner, not having. Juliet think that she can never have anything good in her life because what happened to her sister yeah and I think the whole concept of like going off the rails because you're overtaken by grief is normal right like I think that that was relatable Holden on the other hand was like the sweet he just handled it so well and I'm like this man is not real no the way that he just like hugged her and kissed her and just made her like feel like assured like it's not her fault I was like this man's in college Yes, and you're telling me his dad and sister died, and then his mom also died by suicide, like, a year or two later. I feel like we should have said trigger warning, but we didn't. But, like, all this shit happened to him, and he was peachy. Like, truly, he was okay. He had handled it so well. I was I was just in awe. Like, that scene, that scene made me cry. Yeah, I teared. I was just, I felt it in my, in my gut. You know, yeah. when you just, like, feel things, that's how I felt. Like, he didn't get mad at her that she was, like, in his roommate, like, his uh, roommate and teammates, like, room. He, like, when he saw her, he, like, automatically knew that, like, she wasn't okay. And he just, like, handled the situation just so well. You know what I really appreciated about this book? I'm going to talk about this when we get to Spice. I thought a lot of bad things were going to happen, right? Like when Julep is fucked up and like hanging out with this douchebag and then like they make a sex tape. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to get raped and like the sex tape is going to come out. And I was sitting here like spiraling because we have been trained by other authors that like we are going to experience trauma. And it was like, no, Holden was really emotionally intelligent and he just took care of her. What a fucking concept. Yep can't relate but (laughs) yeah of all the not things that I highlighted the only thing that I had highlighted was the enamorating because I just thought it was so cute and he was drunk and he was like you are enamorating as fuck and it's like that's not a word but we love you anyway Holden like you know that moment like when you like kind of like somebody at a party you're a little tipsy and like you guys like that opening like the like this like early stage of the relationship oh you mean when I told Seth that I loved him when I was drunk and then ran away you mean like that is that what you're talking about <laughs> sometimes you just feel it you gotta let yeah. it out 
just straight butterflies throughout this whole book. So sweet. Okay, well, I alluded to it, so I want to talk about the spice. I gave this one and a half peppers. How many peppers did you give it? I gave it two. Huh. Okay. So now we're on the op. We cannot figure this out together of what our scale looks like. But, but we're not that far off. I think no, we're because closer. just the way he talked added half a pepper. To- had like, It just added half a pepper. Mm. He was like, a dirty he- little talker. He was bossy. Bossy. This is the thing I feel a lot about Holden. We know like he was super nice with like a sprinkle of like cockiness and douchebag like that's perfect recipe for a man Mm. super sweet but he has like a sprinkle of like that cockiness I have a couple of scenes again no Kindle highlighting going on here I was just too I was engrossed in the book I was it was taking up every piece of brain power to just read and be a part of the story so I have two scenes though that I didn't need to fucking highlight because it got in my brain the first one that I would like to discuss with our lovely readers is the sex tape scene. Um, and so Holden comes home from practice. Julep is in his bed. She, and I think it was like a birthday present or like a Christmas present. And she's in the lingerie that you can unwrap. I have done this. I would 10 out of 10 recommend this for a holiday because it, it pieces your boobs together. The wrapping goes right across the nips. So you just unwrap it. So she's wrapped up like a little present in bed for him. He gets home and then she wants to make a sex tape with him. And so he is like holding the phone, hitting it from the back after he unwrapped her like a little gift. I have a quote to add to this. So during the scene, he's like recording. And as you know, he's a very vocal man. He says, he tells Julep, you look so fucking beautiful. And so he run, running my palm over her ass as I withdrew, I spanked her diving back in and reveling in the moan she set free when I did. So fucking perfect. Can we talk about the fact that not only do they have a sex tape, but they have a sex tape with his fucking dirty ass mouth praising her over top of it? Like he truly is enamored by her. Enamorated by her. Yeah, enamorated by her. Like he truly loves her obsessed with her I just can't think of anything better because I this came out a couple weeks ago Ashley and Emily were talking about like oh yeah at formal and I was like oh yeah that's the formal where Seth and I made a sex tape (laughs) and I have to say in my blackout brain at age 21 it was not like this like it did not go this well and the sounds behind the camera were not hot. This is hot. As we ended up at a club in the middle of Daytona at this formal, we were in a different planet. Yeah. And in my brain, I was like, Seth, let's go home and make a sex tape. Didn't go well. <laughs> I, would, I would recommend the Teddy unwrapped. I would not <laughs> recommend a blackout sex tape. But in my trauma mind of what these authors fucking put us through, I was yep. like, oh my God, the whole rest of the book. I'm like, the sex tape is coming out. Her dad's going to find out. He's not going to make it to the draft. I was panicked. And he was like, I, she was like, this is for your eyes only. He was like, I'm never going to let anybody see my girl like this. Hot. It was like, like, oh, just fucking hot. Just fucking hot. The my girls, the government names. Yeah. He was very possessive, which. I'm not mad about it, so I'm into it. Also not mad about it. All right, my next scene, which I wonder if you also have a quote for this one, is when she pole dances for him. 
No, I don't have a quote for this one. Okay. Well, let me just break it down for everybody. So she is like, here, let me give you a little surprise and gets up on the pole. First of all, pole dancing is hot. I want to do it because it's, I feel like it would be so empowering to be like, I am the baddest bitch on the planet. So she's up on the pole doing the splits, <laughs> doing the tricks on the pole. And then she crawls to him and sucks his dick. So not only was she the baddest bitch on the planet on the pole, then she crawls to him and does this such an empowering thing of sucking his dick. And I'm like, this is hot. Like I was hot reading this. It was really hot. Like she's a badass. Like she doesn't give no fuck. She is unapologetically her. And I do love, when I found out that they were like neighbors. I was like, oh, this is going to be top. Like when she would like purposely like dance and have the windows open because she knew that he was looking. I was like, this is where we go back to where it's super hot and they're not even like touching or anything. Yes. Agreed. I have, I think a kiss personally can be so hot. We know this. Mm Mm-hmm. And so their first kiss. So she goes, he gripped my arm tight enough to bruise like he wanted to leave a mark. And then he kissed me. His mouth hit hit mine with brutal pressure, hands sliding up to grip my face. And he pinned me there, holding me to him as he inhaled that kiss in a mix of want and fury. Mm. Hot. 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 Everything Holden did, he did with intention. And that's what was so hot about it. He didn't mistakenly do a damn thing. He was so intentional. So intentional. And then exactly. So when they finally do it and um, he was like, I know you don't get on your knees for nobody, but get on your knees for me. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> like that TikTok, I don't get on my knees for no man. No man. <laughs> like, me on the floor. <laughs> like the, the thing is the spice just blended in so well with the book it did so well and it was that like we talk about this when we read college romances it was that like sweet college kind of spice but I'm not mad about it no I'm not either like this is realistic very realistic I did some of these things it didn't go as well as it did for them but I gave it the good old try you know what I mean I never I don't no, I haven't done experience anything that they experienced, but okay. There's I still couldn't. time. There's time, Emily. I, I will too, say that with I was too hammered. The sex tape though is really what I mean. I was so ready for it to come out. Like I was traumatized. Like, oh my God, he's not gonna well, make it to the NFL. Well, we knew a third stage breakup was gonna happen. Like we knew it was gonna happen. And I was just trying to figure out like what is it gonna be. I personally loved this engagement more than anything in the entire world. Perfect epilogue. On draft day, you're getting engaged. She thinks he's nervous because it's draft day. He's just nervous because he's going to propose to you. Everyone's there. The cameras are there. So when you get called to be pulled into the draft, you have this picture perfect, beautiful engagement scene that everyone in the world can see. There's, I watch every draft. And I cry like a baby every draft. I will be in front of my TV, glass of wine, some food. And I watch every draft. Do you really? I do. And it doesn't matter what the sport is. I love draft day. And that I cry like so a baby. Cute. And I, I cry like a baby. You. Yep. Uh, see, someone needs to propose to you on draft day. 
how can we make this work in our favor? <laughs> I want to talk about something because in my mind, I was like, Coach Lee is Nick Saban, right? Like he's got to be Nick Saban. I was, I was imagining him as Nick Saban. And so was NBU supposed to be Notre Dame? Like what school were we going to? I couldn't figure that part out. Was it like an Ohio State or like a Notre Dame? I couldn't quite. I was picturing like an Ohio State, a UGA, like one of those kind of. But it was in Boston. But the bowl games are never in like the the same city. Yeah, but the school was in Boston. It was North Boston University. They were like going to class in like snow pants. Then yeah, it's it's not Harvard. No, it can't be like a Harvard no, or like a Boston college. That wouldn't make sense either. Maybe like Michigan or Ohio State, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I thought about that the whole book. because so I was like, well, he's obviously coach. He's Nick Saban. I have to say, Candy Snyder has taught me football. Through this series, I know how many points the field goal is. I have learned football through Candy Snyder's books. I'm so proud of you for learning smut through spicy football romances. <laughs> you know what now you just need to get on falcon twitter and maybe you'll find the love of your life in atlanta there and he can send you a dips up pick that says if it matters <laughs> this i would never this this moment will never die oh no you will, will absolutely never live this down just another thing that we can mercilessly talk about when it comes to you if it matters <laughs> Okay, so getting into some fun discussion questions. So the first one is, if you could marry someone that was like a certain occupation, what would that occupation be? Because in Holden's case, him being a professional athlete and his wife being a physical therapist is the perfect combination. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. So it got me thinking. Well, I mean, professional athlete really seems like the correct answer. I wouldn't want to marry a doctor. They work too much. I mean, I would marry like a mafia crime lord. <laughs> is that like, is that an option? I think um, so. Or, I mean, when I was in college and I knew that I was never going to make any money, I like would not date a guy. <laughs> this is fucked up, but I'm about to admit it. But I like would not date a guy unless they were like engineering, pre-med, pre-law. <laughs> like that is so, I cannot believe I just admitted that on the podcast. I am picking a physical therapist. Oh. One, because my hips. And yeah. I just think, but the deep tissue massages, that's it. That's what's, that's just what sold me. Do you Their get hours, turned on in physical therapy? What? Do you get turned on in physical therapy? <laughs> no, because my physical okay. therapist is like an older guy. Okay. But if there's like a younger like student or stuff, then. You totally would. Then yeah. But they work like eight to fives. Don't work weekends. We gotta they have make... an eight to five so you can be a witch. We exactly. Gotta be on the same schedule. They make loads of money, and then the massages. So I'm picking physical therapist. That to me is honestly like like I would love that in real life. Hmm. This is tough. Yeah, I think I'm. I don't know. Definitely not doctor. Unless it's like an anesthesiologist, because like, what the fuck do they do? I'm terrified of the dentist. Couldn't be him. Oh, couldn't be him. Couldn't be him. No. I hate a dentist. Maybe a lawyer, but they also work a lot. 
like I gotta be able to like travel and like hang out with my boo you know yeah (laughs) and that's another thing about physical therapists is they can become a physical therapist for a sports team Mm -hmm. so you could go to sporting events I really thought this through you did really think this through because my mafia thing dream is not gonna happen but physical therapist seems more realistic I mean that does seem realistic with how much time you spend with a physical therapist Hmm. so all right. Well, I, I think I threw out some solid answers, but yeah, no doctor, probably no lawyer. Ooh, maybe like a contractor, maybe like a blue collar man is what I want. They'll buy you everything you want. They sure fucking will. They will treat you so nice. They do. Blue collar men love their women. Oh my, we have, there's a lot of construction happening by campus. I'm like, you guys are fine. Fine, fine, fine. Mm. Okay, so the pet features four of the football players who live there, and it kind of becomes its, like, own character in a way because it's, like, run down and the party house, the whole thing. So if you could design your dream party house, which four characters are you putting to live there? I thought this, Barry. I really have thought this through. Okay. I'm going to have Zane from Ivy. He likes to party. He's also keeping things classy. He is Was fun. That the older guy, the brother's friend. Yes. Okay. I so thought you meant cat and mouse Zane, and I was like, Jesus no. <laughs> no. And then I'm putting Holden and Nate Hawkins. They could be roommates if they mm-hmm. need to have a contained room. And then I have to include Killian, some kind of psychopath, because they will just. I just think, can you imagine Nate Hawkins and Killian being roommates? I just think that would be, that would just be a fun house with that four. Who did you pick? fight a lot. All right, listen to this lineup. Because we got Nate Hawkins. And the pit, Holden was kind of like the one who kept shit together. So Nate Hawkins is going to be my like good natured sunshine who keeps things together. Obviously, we've got some supernatural creatures in here. So we've got the bad boys from Avatar, And then also Castile from from Blood and Ash. He's got to live there, too. Fine. And then I think Vicious would be a good person. He could almost be like the property manager. Like, he's the one that's in charge of all of the finance. You need to have somebody serious. That's why I put Killian. Yeah. You got to have one person serious, one person lighthearted, and then two that are in the middle. Yeah, like, if I was to replace Killian with anybody, I would probably put, like, Alex Volkov in there. Like, you need somebody to be like, I don't want to fucking party in this house. Yeah, exactly. And Vicious isn't going to want to party. He's too busy groveling with Amelia. Probably still. He's probably still riding that damn bus back and forth. Alex Volkov, same thing. He wouldn't be there. He'd be in fucking Europe forever trying to win back his woman. This is the thing. Holden had no reason to grovel, but he still groveled, in my opinion. Mm. Like, he was like, I'm going to make your dad know that I'm not going to fuck anything up. I have to share something. So yesterday, I couldn't decide what to watch on TV because... Per usual, I got, I lost fucking $60 yesterday. Got my ass kicked in NFL football. So I put it on the Jersey Shore. Just a little, you know, sometimes you just need to pick me up. And that pick me up for me is the Jersey Shore. And in season two, when Benny is trying to get this girl, he calls her and he's like, hey, like, please, 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 please come out with me. Like, please, please, please. And I looked at Seth and I was like, this is disgusting. I think that there's a way to grovel that is acceptable, but a man begging me to go out with him. I remember one time I got really mad at a guy because he like said something that like really upset me. 
and he was like blowing up my phone I had like 80 messages like they were just back to back to back like he'd be like I text am text sorry and I'm like I don't I was like leave me alone truly Holden every morning said good morning how are you I hope you have a great day like every morning was one sentence no more than 12 words okay I tried to talk like talk to my friends about the power of a good morning text and none of them think that like the good morning text has like power but if a guy texts me good morning I'm gonna fall in love I get good morning goodbye kisses every day even if I don't wake up and I'll be like you didn't say bye to me and Seth is like yes I did (laughs) like for 10 minutes I tried to wake you up and I get a good morning text every single day like I would fall. I just think that the good morning text holds immense power. Mm-hmm. I get like a have a great day, love you every single morning. Yeah. All right. Well, somebody start sending. Do you want me to start sending you a good morning text? <laughs> good morning. What's your pre- what's your like preference? Do you want a good morning, beautiful? That was always my favorite when I was a hoe. <laughs> when I was in the streets, I wanted a good morning, beautiful. <laughs> No. All right. Well, I'm gonna start start sending you a variety of them in the morning and see which one you want. Requirements: Good morning text. Propose me on draft day. That's it. That's it. Not (laughs) steep requirements, really, at all. And be a physical therapist. And also, let her work an eight to five. (laughs) We've got a lot of things going here. And also, you have to feel comfortable with her airing your entire sex life on a podcast because I realized that that's something that you got to be okay with yeah you just got to be okay like I literally read this man's dms on a social media platform I think we should put a picture (laughs) up because you can't really picture it until you see it (laughs) nipples up in the mirror if it matters (laughs) Sab will be giving a toast at my wedding (laughs) she'll be like remember when you got like if it matters, <laughs> only you and the other people in the room who get it will get it. <laughs> Listen, my toast at your wedding is going to be like a slight roast. Okay, you're cool with it. Yeah, I was thinking, I was really thinking, I was like, I think I'm going to have my friends do the toast at the rehearsal dinner. Oh, that way that you're not embarrassed on the actual wedding day. You're going to have some separation. Boyfriend pyramid time. <laughs> All right, Emily's had enough of me roasting her. We can move on to something else. Okay, so I do, I do this know. to myself. So that's okay. You do. You do do it to yourself. You haven't been doing it as much lately, though. You've been better. I'm a little boring. Well, if it matters, he did that to himself. I can't. I can roast you about that because it's not directly related to you. Like a man caught his picture face of his or anything. No, fucking hilarious. That is top tier content. We have to put it on the Instagram. We'll just block his face out. Okay, it can be a story. Yeah, whatever. He put it on the fucking internet. You're telling me men deserve to be made fun of sometimes. (laughs) Okay, boyfriend pyramid. As you all know, we have this scientific pyramid. Bottom is ultimate friends with benefits. Then we move up to meet the parents. Then we move up to white pickup fence. And then at the top is God tier. So, Emily, where are you putting Holden? God tier, baby. Instant. <laughs> I saw this coming. Where are you putting him? I think I'm going to put him in a white picket fence. I'll have a happy life. You'd have happy a very life happy him. life with this man. Yeah, I agree. 
So now he's up there in God tier. You know, I need a little umph to make it to God tier. I would love, I don't know if she'll do this, but I would love if she did like a, you know, like a lot of authors now are doing like later, a year later, two year later epilogues on series. I would love to see what Holden's doing in the future. Here's the thing though. They're going to like, they're going to be pregnant. I'm just so sick of everybody being pregnant. Like, give me some real content. I don't care that you and your fucking letter board. We are so blessed to have this child. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. I don't care. Be original. Have some real content. Okay. I feel better. I am not having a child anytime soon, so there will be no cheesy letter boards from Emily over here. I just, I can't. I can't do it. I've seen at least... I shit you not. <laughs> 17 pregnancy announcements in the last two days. No, there is a time where this was like with engagement. I would be texting, ta- Sad and I's text that are just be screenshots of people getting engaged. Yeah. I was like, oh, y'all are not taking a break. Sorry, had to go on a little rant. We hope you all enjoyed Quarterback Sneak by Candy Steiner as we finished out our kind of like fall vibe. Oh my God. How far did we get on Cox Giving? <laughs> what do we have oh, sure. Yeah, so we didn't finish Cox Giving, but we made it farther than what we did for October. Yeah, we had a lot of, we read more books than we had like spots for because we didn't follow the tropes. So that's on us. Namely, that's on me and my fantasy book vendor that I went down that didn't fit into the little boxes. But we are going to do christmas next month and have another thing for you all to follow along with and then next week we're gonna do tis the season for revenge by morgan elizabeth which i read yesterday it's so cute christmassy revenge plot hot very hot very spicy i gave it three peppers so do with that what you will and we will see you next week yes guys see you next week if you're in finals good luck end of holiday sales just if you're having a tough work school schedule good luck yeah if you work in um retail post black friday we're praying for you and holiday season you. you know what be fucking nice to people that work in retail be nice to everybody but yes. be fucking nice to people that work in retail this year because if it wasn't for them you would not have your stores open exactly so be freaking nice to people yep, i've got a lot of rants today i need to pipe <laughs> down Bye, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.